Hi, I'm John Bergman, one of the original founders of Flip Learning. Today's episode is sponsored by the Flipped Learning Global Initiative. At the end of the show, I'm going to share how you can prepare for the future of flipped learning by becoming Flipped Learning Certified. But for now, let's get on with the show. BAM Radio Network. What role must individuals take on in maintaining or improving school culture? And to what extent can individuals drive meaningful change? We want to be careful and not talk about changing culture because when culture feels threatened, many times it gets much stronger. I think that once you have the culture that you want, the culture manages the people. Welcome to ASCD Learn, Teach, Lead Radio where you'll hear engaging conversations between ASED emerging leaders, leading authors, experts, and practitioners on the topics that matter to today's educators and impact the success of every child. I'm your host, Mike Janitovich, and I'm joined by my guests, Todd Whitaker and Steve Gruner via via Skype. Todd and Steve are the co-authors of two books on school culture, School Culture Rewired and their latest, School Culture Recharged. Todd and Steve, welcome to the show. In your book, School Culture Recharged, you lay the foundation by saying climate and culture are not the same thing. Before we go any further into this chat, can you explain the difference between culture and climate? You go ahead and have at it, Steve. Okay, thank you. This is something that's been on my my to-do list since I became familiar with the concept of school culture. Basically, what I have found over time is that the uh, the culture of the school is more like the personality you will if, of the building whereas climate is the attitude and they do go together but one of them is really difficult to change if you will the personality of the school whereas the attitude probably changes a little easier. Excellent, and I couldn't agree more, and I really think you guys did a nice job in Chapter 2 of your book really digging into that and giving examples. Now, as we have a deeper understanding of what culture is, let's take a step back and look at individuals. Within a school culture, what role must individuals take on in maintaining or improving school culture, and to what extent can individuals drive meaningful change? Todd? It depends on who the person is, depends on their ability to influence, it depends on their position. Obviously, in a particular school, the principal has a tremendous effect on school culture one way or the other. Uh, one of the things, and, and this is I've learned from Steve especially, is that we want to be careful and not talk about changing culture because when culture feels threatened, many times it gets much stronger. And instead, one of the things we want to do is we want to just start to take steps to alter the culture without alerting the culture that you're trying to make steps. An example I use a lot is people will call me uh, to come and work with their school or work with their school district or work with their school board or whatever. And they'll say, Todd, we'd like a presentation on team building. And I say, great, why don't we call it team building? Then that way everyone can vomit at the same time. Or might it be better to just come and do a workshop in which we involve team building and then we could reflect on it afterwards. That same concept applies related to altering the culture. And I think different people have widely different roles in terms of how much they influence, how they can influence, what role they can play. You know, there's two ways to think about it. Somebody can change others and also somebody can change themselves. And that that second part is gonna be much easier And that will alter the culture whenever some people just don't join in, just don't go along, just don't make a a change seem unanimous. Instead, there's some people who are starting to push back on the culture. And so anyone can have a role. It just depends on what it is you're trying to do and and what your position is in the school. Excellent. And that kind of went into my question three. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. Um, In chapter five, you guys talk about trust. How important is trust and building trust within a school 
How important is that to drive school culture? Probably the thing that I would say is if people do not trust you, they're not going to follow you. They're going to question everything you do. They're going to be suspicious as to what that is. They're going to be cautious in terms of moving in that direction. You know, one of the things I talk about is the higher the level of trust, the larger the zone of indifference. And zone of indifference doesn't mean you don't care. Zone of indifference means I'm not nickel and diamond you to death every time you make a decision, every time you communicate. And so as leaders and people in organizations, people begin to trust us. They allow us to move forward without being quite so fearful. You know what I found interesting also about the the concept of trust it's one of those ingredients when you're trying to develop relationships, and we probably cannot overemphasize relationships when it comes to uh, the connection between principals and teachers and teachers and students. But what's interesting about the culture is that once you start building trust over time, the culture will begin to blind you to some of the things that maybe need to be fixed. Exactly. And and in that chapter, how, when you guys said how you can allow teachers to safely share problems that they encountered, that kind of leads to making changes and making some things better. I thought that was kind of powerful because a lot of times teachers don't feel safe to share. And I think that's a top down principle needs to make sure that they set that culture for them. Absolutely. And one of the things is we're trying to encourage risk taking is to make sure we reinforce the effort, not just the result. If I would like you to try something different, you know, there's a chance it won't go well. I'm, I mean, just being honest with you. And if it doesn't go well and I don't reinforce the effort, what happens is you become more cautious. And I compare it to when I coached basketball. If I only could reinforce the result, then I could only stroke and move my kids when we win. Well, some of my teams were really good, so I had more opportunities to do that, but some of them weren't so good. They weren't as talented. So you can see with both teams, though, I need to stroke the effort because we have control of that. The outcome, we don't always have control over. And that's part of that building that trust, too. Awesome. And then that's something I'm big into because I think even with kids, all too often we don't stroke kids' effort as they're working hard through the classroom and they might not get that outcome. So if we're modeling that with our teachers and the teachers and then can model that with our students and just kind of push everybody forward. Yeah, school needs to be a safe place to make mistakes. Couldn't agree anymore. Your approach to school culture is different than most. Many have said that leaders must be aware of their school culture before making changes. But in School Culture Recharged, you state, we are suggesting you suggesting that you let the culture be the catalyst in those changes. How then can we use school culture to create that super highway to improve education in our schools? You know, one of the thoughts that came to my mind is when principals are really tired at the end of the day because they've been chasing fires and, and, and trying to manage people. I think that once you have the culture that you want, the culture manages the people. And now the principal has the opportunity to do some leadership stuff. Another way to think about it is the culture doesn't want anyone being too good or want anyone being too bad. That culture, so as you can see, as you move the culture forward, it allows high achievers to achieve more and it prevents dysfunctional people from being comfortable being so dysfunctional. And that was kind of one of the reasons we wanted to write this book was to talk about how the culture can influence the people in addition to the fact, obviously, that we hope that people can influence the culture. Yeah, it's awesome. It's not a monster under the bed. It's the sentry at the door. Exactly. And and as someone who recently read the book, I think you guys do an excellent job in being a building leader. I think there's a lot of practical approaches for leaders out there that want to make that shift in their culture and want to build the culture. So 
the culture can manage the people so we can get to the leadership aspects that the kids so duly deserve. Steve and Todd, thank you for your insight up until this point, but now it's time for the last question, which is the gold star question. If a leader wanted to earn a gold star for beginning the process of recharging their school culture, where must they begin and what is crucial to the process? I'm going to share two things, but I'm going to let Steve have the last word in here. One of them is anytime we want to bring about a change and we want to start things, we need to focus on our best teachers and our new teachers. We focus on the best teachers because they'll do it and they'll do it right. We focus on the new teachers because it's not new to them. Potentially, they don't, they're not indoctrinated to the culture. They don't think this is a risk. They don't think this is anything unusual. And because I always say you want to make new seem normal. And you can think about the new teachers not having been pulled in yet to what that dynamic is or more likely to be breakthrough. And your best people are also going to be more likely to, to be able to be more successful and feel a little stronger because they're going to have a more solid uh, focus. The last thing I want to mention is this. You know, the line between culture and climate is, is a difficult call. You know, when is it climate? When is it culture? Sometimes it's obvious, but sometimes it isn't. But if we think about this, let's just say tomorrow we're going to start having a positive attitude at school. That's it. I'm the principal. I'm going to be friendly to everyone, have a positive, upbeat attitude. Tomorrow, that affects the climate. No question. If I just do it tomorrow, it affects the climate. If I never stop doing it, it affects the culture. And so that's one way to think about it is I don't know when that timeline falls, but if we think about it, it's really irrelevant when that timeline falls. But it's I really couldn't agree more tomorrow. One of the things that I did want to add was that if school culture is going to manage the building, then it's also going to manage the relationship. It determines the conversations that teachers are allowed to have, who's allowed to talk to who, and what are they allowed to talk about. And I think as a leader to get that gold star, like Todd said, you find out who your best teachers are and you give them permission to have these conversations, talking about best practices, chances are any problem you have in the school, there's somebody down the hallway who's not having a problem with that. The problem becomes that the culture doesn't let that person talk to others. And so that would be one of the first things I challenge a principal to do, is find out who your best teachers are and give them permission to start talking to the rest of the teachers. And as you said, put them out on that island and not to let the weak teachers attempt to influence the strong teachers. The book is fantastic, guys. I enjoyed reading it. Thanks for listening to this episode of ASCD Learn, Teach, Lead Radio. Learn about Todd Whitaker and Steve Grunert's books, including the new title, School Culture Recharged, Strategies to Energize Your Staff and Culture at www.ascd. As we close, I want to remind you there's a new program for educators who want a step-by-step roadmap to start flipping your classroom. It's called the Flipped Learning Certification Level 1, and it's the most comprehensive flipped learning training you can get online. The certification program is also created for experienced flipped learning educators who want to confirm and validate their skills to administrators and peers. You can get details on flipped learning certification by clicking on the training tab at flglobal.org. That's flglobal.org and click training. You've been listening to ASCD Learn, Teach, Lead Radio. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.